Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 88 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 140 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT going down taped from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And we are in our last week of tape shows. Thankfully, this was a very fluffy show a lot of pre-tapes, a lot of so-so matches, but I gotta say I laughed at a few segments involving Pretty Deadly's daily routine of waking up at 10 a.m. and basically putting themselves together for four hours before heading to the gym for a very light workout. I love Elton Prince. I love Kit Wilson. And this segment was awesome. Another highlight was Chase U's own Andre Chase calling out Von Wagner and telling off a reporter named Dave. As Dave asked Andre Chase if he had what it took to beat Wagner and he calls out Dave and his five-star ratings and never having experience of working the territories and tell him how to do his job. This is a nice inside baseball reference to one Dave Meltzer all tongue firmly in cheek and I laughed my ass off that was so much fun as Andre Chase has grown on me a lot in the last year I remember when he was a part of the last days of the black and gold brand and he was just a dude completely devoid of charisma and personality Chase U has done wonders for him and he is one of my highlights every week on this very show another funny moment was Braun Breaker busting out some Steiner math as he will face Jamie McDonough and Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship at Halloween Havoc next month on Peacock. And he tells us that JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov have a 33rd and a third chance of winning this match. The fans were popping for this reference. I lived and Breaker was so over in that moment. The most over he's been in quite some time with this PC crowd. So that was a nice way to kick off the show. To set the tone for the evening with our first bit of in-ring action involving NXT Women's Champion and Mandy Rose versus Fallon Henley. And this match was sneaky good, I gotta say. The last few performances by Mandy Rose, I have liked very much. She seems motivated, refreshed, and rejuvenated as she was busting out cartwheels into drop kicks on Henley early on. Henley responds with a nice knee strike of her own to Mandy Rose before Mandy drops her with a nice half and half suplex for a near fall. Eventually, both ladies are trading shots and strikes in the ring. Some nice punches and forearms from both ladies until Mandy rocks her with the kiss of the rose bicycle knee for the win I like Mandy Rose a bit more and more as the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion in quite some time and her recent performances have indicated why she is that bitch her words not mine and I respect it I think touching greatness against Miko Satamora might have lit a spark and ever since then she's been working with a little bit more motivation and energy which I appreciate because I'm not ashamed to say that there are times when Mandy phones it in in the ring and I hate to say it but it's true when she goes through the motions and she doesn't put in the effort to really go all out I'm seeing the effort now and that's to Mandy I like to see on a more consistent basis moving forward next up is Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo for a spot in the North American Championship a match going down at Halloween Havoc next month on Peacock. And this match is very disappointing because of how the match ended with Tony D'Angelo suffering some kind of knee injury. He was sent into the turnbuckle by Wesley and he tweaked the knee and the referee threw up the X and called off the match. And it was an eerie silence inside the PC as Wesley took the win 
but he didn't want to do it that way. He wanted to win fair and square, but it wasn't meant to be that night. Stax caused a lot of trouble at ringside early on. The referee ejected him from ringside, but this match really never got out of second gear due to D'Angelo's injury as we came back from the picture-in-picture commercial break. I hope the injury isn't serious. I can't say if it's a work or shoot right now because no details have been released regarding his injury thus far. Hopefully we get an update by next Tuesday regarding his injury status moving forward. I have enjoyed Tony D's work as a wrestler and a personality for the last year or so. One of the few success stories on 2.0 as a guy that has worked from the roots up to become a star and could be somebody on the main roster someday. Next up is the NXT debut of Soruka versus Amari Miller. And this match was a nice showcase for Ruka in particular. She is a gymnast, incredibly athletic and agile. And I like her potential. The one thing is... She's great at her high spots. The flip over into an X-Factor was great. Her drop kicks were solid. I love the finisher of the flipping double leg drop on Amari Miller for the win. Very impressive finish. I will say that the mechanics need work. She's still green. Refinement is going to be key for her. Work on the road on a more regular basis. Get more reps. And I will promise you, she will have what it takes to be a star. It will be more smooth and fluid the more she gains experience. That's the key. It's the beats behind the high spots that are going to be the key to her success on NXT and beyond. I see it, but there is still work to be done. I saw it with Bianca Belair five or so years ago. I saw it with Tiffany Stratton, who improved rapidly before my eyes because I read her during her first match because it wasn't very pretty but she put in the work to become very good for her lover of experience as far as so Ruka is on that path as well she's got charisma love her look and she's got the tools to get better at this if given more time to shine next up is Cameron Grimes versus Joe Gacy from the Dyad. This match was a glorified squash. As the Dyad distracted Cameron Grimes at various points and Gacy pinned him with his handspring lariat. Stunning finish. The heels stood all over him. And I'm going to keep it real. I think Cameron Grimes needs to leave NXT and move up to the main roster. He has done his time for over three years. His peak was a million dollar man gimmick last year. And he was super over. And crazily enough, I think that he and LA Knight could really be something special together on SmackDown. I love their chemistry dating back to their feud in the summer of 2021 during the last days of Black and Gold as they fought over the Million Dollar Championship. That was comedic gold. The matches were good to great and I would love to see them redo it on the main roster either as a tag team or opponents. Either way they produce magic together and I think Cam is hit a ceiling on NXT. He's done all there is to do. Won the North American Championship lost it challenged for the NXT Championship lost that match to Bond Breaker earlier this summer. I just think it's time for him to move on like Agano and Ciampa have earlier this year, like Legato have moved on in the last month or so. It's time for Cameron Grimes to make that graduation step to the main roster. The dyad is a dead in feud. I kind of sort of get Joe Gacy in this cult shit now, but it's still limiting. And it's a gimmick that does a disservice to Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed, who are so much better as grizzled young veterans. Maybe they'll go back to that if they grow their hair back in due time and ditch the fake eye contacts. But just a dead end gimmick and a dead end feud for Cameron Grimes. And I think it's time for him to move on up to the moon, which is the main roster at this point. Next up is Nikita Lyons versus Caden Carter. This match is fine. It was very slow and methodical. 
at first. Nothing to write home about until Nikita Lyons land that spin kick and the splits on Caden Carter to pin one half of the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions is most likely to set up a match between Toxic Attraction and Nikita Lyons alongside Zoe Stark versus the champs Caden Carter and Katana Chance at Halloween Havoc next month on Peacock. And Alba Fire also wants a piece of Mandy Rose and her NXT Women's Championship at a date to be determined as well. Possibly Halloween Havoc in due time. Next up is Ilya Dragunov versus Zion Quinn. And I'm going to be 100. I thought this is Quinn's best performance to date because you're working with greatness in Ilya Dragunov. And Dragunov was the babyface in peril selling for Quinn early on, but Dragunov is a striking machine who can big hoss you around as well as he picked up Quinn for a suplex and a nasty forearm smash to the jaw of Quinn. Knocks him out, lands at running European uppercut for the victory as the fans love Ilya Dragunov, and rightfully so. He is a certified badass, a czar for a reason, and it's great to see him stateside feuding with and McDonough for the NXT Championship at Halloween Havoc in a few weeks' time at the PC. Next up is Brutus Creed versus Damon Kemp. And this match was okay as Brutus suplexed Kemp around for a bit. Kemp comes through with some suplexes of his own until Brutus pounces his ass out of the ring. And that pisses off Damon Kemp. He grabs a steel chair and he beats the ever-loving hell out of Brutus with said steel chair for the DQ. Continues to beat down in the ring as refs try to break things up. This was great heel heat by Damon Kemp. And he calls out Julius Creed as the next guy up to face him in a match. I would love to see it. It could be special. I love Julius Creed very much. I think he's got next. Damon Kemp has been very impressive over the last three or four months. He's found himself over as a heel taking on Diamond Mine one by one until he takes them all down at some point as we await the return of Roderick Strong. And now it is time for our main event featuring Gallus versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs in a pub rules match. Basically, it's a hardcore match involving tables and trash cans and barware and belts as both teams whipped each other and Gallus took great joy in whipping the hell out of Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs midway through this match as we came back from a picture and picture commercial break but Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen come through by hitting Gallus over the head with some barware which leads to Joe Coffey coming out who was banned from ringside by the way and in a hardcore rules match how is that possible I don't know but he gets put through a table by Briggs and Jensen and they put Wolfgang through a table in the corner before hitting the high low on Mark Coffey who had a trash can over his head for the win after the match is over Gallus continues to fight with security and they're arrested by some rent cops repping Orlando so they miss all the criminality going down at the PC parking lot but they can arrest Gallus on site they're taken away and they are indefinitely suspended by NXT and we'll see how long they sell that suspension as we go back live next Tuesday night on USA all in all this was a run-of-the-mill NXT nothing special but the heat will pick up next Tuesday as they go back live in front of a studio audience because the PC is basically a wrestling studio. Let's keep it real. But you got to keep your eyes peeled for Tuesday, October 18th. For one night only, we will have a Tuesday night war. AEW Dynamite airing live on Tuesday versus NXT airing live on USA Serving as you go home show for Halloween Havoc. So I will bring back for one night only the late night potpourri. Holy shit. Remember those days during the pandemic when I had to merge those shows together? It was a workout. Late night recording sessions 
I don't miss it. But for you, I'll bring it back for one night, one night only. And I will give you what you need to get you through the return of the war for a night. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 88 of the NXT Nightcap recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, such Receptopia, and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 83 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day, stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.